گفتگوهای روانشناسی توسط دکتر سعیده ملکفزلی از رادیو بامداد پخش برنامه روزهای چهارشنبه از ساعت دوازده تا یک بعد از ظهر Hello to our Radio Bomb.Dot listeners. I'm sitting with Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alexandradi, two of my colleagues from Tavana organization. Um, once again, if you hadn't been listening to us, Tavana is a nonprofit organization supporting individuals in need of uh, mental health and cultural um, path that we offer with um, diversity, and supporting uh, any individuals um, that they need psychological support. So today, as we were discussing offline, we were talking about the challenges in life that is lifetime experiences, um, and um, people are drawn into doing things that are either religious-based is all the, or, or motivated-based um, based on whatever personal motivation a person has. And as Dr. Rockers was saying, uh, it was a famous saying that we are motivated to see places even though there's so much challenge into it, just based on um, the famous quote of Hillary, I forgot the last name, but maybe Dr. Rockers can later um, refer to that again. But someone by name of Hillary who says, I want to go to uh, Alp or I want to go to other places in the world because it's there. So we're going to start with that. I know already Dr. Rockers is laughing, uh, probably laughing at me, but that's okay. So we continue our conversation with the challenges that we go for wholeheartedly and such a drive behind it that we want to get to the finish line. And why is that? So I open the conversation here. So just for clarification purposes, it was Sir Edmund Hillary. And so his last name was Hillary, oh, not, okay. not the first name. It's not really that important. The quote is just somebody asked him, why did you climb Mount Everest? And, you know, what's the big deal? Why did you do that? And his, he said, because it's there. Yeah. And I think there's something in that for each of us. Why do we do whatever it is we do? Why do I pursue this hobby or that hobby? It's something I want to try. It's something I want to see if I can do it. Why do I play golf? I want to see if I can do it. Or why do I try to score this way? I want to see if I can do it. Alex, what's, what's your take? I think there's something amazing too about trying to come face to face with nature too. You know, Mount Everest is this huge you know, the beast of a, a, a mountain and to be able to, you know, face nature. I think you learn so much about yourself. I, I know we talked on previous episodes about uh, in our own unique ways, you know, there's something relaxing, engaging about nature. And it's something where you can say, let me, let me see how I fare against nature. Let's see what that feels like to do that. Whether that's you know, climbing a mountain. I know Saide was sharing about a hike that she went on. I think it was a brief hike. I think I think it wasn't that that far, if I remember you mentioning correctly. Uh, I know for myself, uh, the ocean is something that feels so revitalizing, so refreshing. It, it kind of humbles me in a way. The vastness of it, the connectedness of it all. Uh, it's so powerful in that way. I mean, uh, I always say you could easily realize how small you are when you're in the ocean and, you know, a small wave hits you and you feel like, oh, I can, I can take this. This is no big deal. But then the wave right after like kind of tumbles you over and throws you in the sand a little bit. And it's not even that big of a wave. It's enough though to remind you that nature is a powerful force, a force to be respected appreciate it and, and really valued in that way yeah i was talking i was talking with jan recently yesterday actually about the ocean and sailing in the ocean and i said you know when i was younger i would really i really had this dream like i'd like to sail around the world on a sailboat and i was thinking of that song by crosby stills and nash southern cross where they talk about sailing 
<clears throat> to the Southern Islands or to the Southern Cross. And Jan says, yeah, I don't think I would want to do that because some places out in the ocean are like this, like a desert. And I thought, and my thought was, yeah, it would be um, kind of, it might get kind of boring mm -hmm. out there. And she says, no, it, if something would happen and I would break down, she says, I, you know, it's pretty scary. Mm -hmm. So it's it, whatever those forces of nature are that you're speaking of, Alex, those are, they're, they're much larger than either of us, any of us are individually. And we kind of pit ourselves against those. I think there's something about that challenge, like you mentioned earlier, that brings out some, the best in us or the deeper part of us, parts we often don't know are in there. Yeah. And like, for me, it's always, um, being with the group motivates me. Um, I definitely don't like to do any of this um, by myself or even with a few people, because when you're in a large group, you get a chance to talk to different people. The distance doesn't seem as long um, when you're talking to people. And when you are with the group, whether you know them or don't, if you know them, you have so much to converse about. And if you don't, you get to know them. So the length of the time seems so much shorter when you are with the group. And the group that we went um, hiking together, it was 19 of us. And by the time you talk to each person on the way, you really feel like, how did this time go? because every single part of the way you're talking with someone. And usually when you hike, the road is um, small. So you can only either just walk by yourself or be with just one more person. So you really get to know people, you talk about different things. And then also because you're in the nature, as Alex mentioned, all of a sudden, I guess, you know, all these good hormones are working in your physical body and then you just are relaxed and you are completely yourself. And when I compare myself during hiking than normal times of the day or days, I feel like I feel so free when I'm out in the nature. I laugh freely, I talk freely, I share freely. But then when you're back, all of a sudden, all these things come to your mind, your profession, your work, your connections in life, and you become more conscientious, you know? So that, that part is so interesting for me. And I was just actually thinking about that. I thought it's so interesting. Sometimes you meet people during hike and then the way you um, talk or the way you share, uh, maybe when they see you in normal situation where you're at work or when you're in your profession, all of a sudden they see you differently. So that was interesting part I discovered about myself. But Saide, this was, I think it's important for you to describe, this is not an ordinary hike that you went on. This is not just like, hey, I drove up to Auburn and walked around <laughs> in a hill. This was a big deal. This was like monumentally large, right? Tell us how big it was. Well, we started from um, Salime do Grande, which is part of this whole route that people take, and it's pilgrimage. And a lot of people from different parts of Europe, especially from France, from Italy, from Portugal, we took the route from Madrid, but we started from Salime do Grande all the way to uh, Santiago de Camino. And uh, we hiked 145 miles in nine days, which is average around 16, 17 miles per day. Some days we did 22 miles, some days we did 13, 15, and all together it was 145 miles in nine days. And it was, it was wow. very interesting and lifetime experience. First of all, uh, we went um, through many different beautiful places, either was raining, was cold, was heated. Um, but all I can say is you are somehow your body becomes so ready that even though you're tired, you just come to the next stop, the place that you can stay, you take a shower, you eat, you sleep, 
And that's all you can do. And next morning you get up, you are just completely ready for the next adventure and the next route to the next place. And that goes on every single day until the end that you get to the actual place that you were heading for. So very, very interesting experience that I wouldn't change it for anything. I thought with all the hardship in the middle of the road because of the blisters on your feet, because of the knee problem that some people have, but it's still, um, it's just one of those most um, exciting experiences, at least for me as a hiker. So you did a half marathon every day for two weeks and sometimes almost a full marathon each day, right? Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. And we, That's not nothing. we didn't go slowly. We were just going to get to the next place before um, the dark and just check in, get, um, you know, your stuff uh, gets there by the organization that you go with because um, they carry it for you. And then there's so many people on the route that you meet, a lot of young people, a lot of older people, people from England that we met on the way, um, a lot of people with their pets, some people are barefooted in such a horrible, you know, hike that uh, you may just, I don't know how those people can do that, but I guess something in their mind that they want to experience that we've actually met someone who was even older long hair long beard barefooted uh, on the way we passed by and we talked i think he was from ireland ireland um so many different people met from all over the place um and and very interesting and when you get to the church um in santiago the the camino it's just amazingly um, huge and beautiful and different. And so many people are around the church, inside the church. Some people visit there by uh, just, um, you know, train, by bus, by, I don't know if they have uh, air, airport, probably do because it's a very famous place, but um, there's so many people there around the church when you get there. It's like huge number of people. So very, very interesting um, experience. What did you do when you reached the end? It was just victory. You have to see our picture. Everybody is just so happy we did it. We all could make it, all 19 of us, even though on the way there were people who in, in uh, our group, they had really bad blisters, but they would work with their blisters cut it, put medication, put tape, and then the next day they wanted to continue. Nobody really wanted to say, I don't want to do it because of my blisters. They still wanted to do. And then a couple of people had knee issue. Um, so <laughs> even, I know you guys are laughing, but we can discuss the laugh. <laughs> no, well, I mean, it's just because, yeah, I, I cannot imagine having done that. And uh, yeah, just uh, I get a couple of blisters and I'm already like, okay, I, I think we need to, we need to <laughs> not keep walking anymore. Uh, yeah. But uh, no, that's amazing too. And maybe after the break, we can talk about just because it sounds like either there's something in you that that hike, that that journey brought out, or there's something that you know, seeing everybody, like you said, the group, you know, that maybe played into it somehow. I just think it's amazing how as people, we can meet that challenge sometimes where otherwise, if we were told you, Hey, walk down the street, uh, you know, from your house where, you know, it equates to, you know, half a, half a marathon, you'd be like, no, like, I'm not going to do that. Like that'd be uncomfortable. But in that setting, you can do that. You can bring that uh, to that, to that challenge in that way. I guess it's a sort of, I know we are um, getting to the first break, but I just wanted to say, it seems like normal to have blisters on this route because there are t-shirts with the feet and, and blister on it and different parts of the toes. And um, I guess it happens all the time. That's why they make t-shirts t-shirts uh, <laughs> of it. And uh, I guess now we come back and we talk about it more, but just very quickly, I think um, like one of the people with us um, 
had lots of blisters. And I even told her, I said, you may just come um, to the next place by car, by bus, and then meet us there. Maybe just give it one day so the next day you can walk better. She said, I feel like I will be missing something. So she wanted to be part of it. So we come back and we continue our conversation. گفتگوهای روانشناسی توسط دکتر سعیده ملک افزلی از رادیو بامداد پخش برنامه روزهای چهارشنبه از ساعت دوازده تا یک بعد از ظهر Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alexandrade, and we continue our conversation regarding what makes us to do what it seems very difficult and challenging. Um, and as Sir Hillary, I'm correcting myself this time, said, <laughs> uh, when uh, he actually did the um, Everest, right? Am I correct? Mount Everest. I believe. I believe so. We should probably okay. probably look this up. Yeah, they asked him, well, "Why did he do that?" And he said, "It's just because it's there." And and I think that's a very good point. That sometimes when things exist, you wanna you wanna see the see it. And as Alex was mentioning regarding the nature, sometimes nature just drawn you into. Um, you know, just being there, like ocean, mountains. Um, and that's why you see a lot of people, they do all these outing because of the beauty, because of the, I think, glory, and also with all the challenges, they do that. So we continue our conversation regarding um, the hike that we went with the group and the challenges we had on the way and the beauty of the places we visited and the signs that was a shell everywhere we went and everybody was looking for the arrow and the shell because sometimes you had to go to the road and just find your way through the arrow and through the shell. Um, and, and I have to, I haven't even now studied to know what was the shell about, but it was a symbol of something that I have to read about it and know more about it. So. Um, I know why everywhere was uh, the arrow to the route and also the sign of the shell. Interesting. I wanted to mention you know, before the break, you mentioned one of the people hiking with you continued to stay on the trail, continue to push despite the many blisters that she had. And I was thinking of uh, something when you mentioned the idea that she didn't want to miss out on something. And I think particularly, you know, a lot of times we hear this, this term FOMO, fear of missing out. And I don't think that was probably that. I think sometimes there's these awakening or enlightening experiences that we have that we know they're going to give us something. They're, they're going to allow us to, to see and experience things in a different way. And that we come to this kind of crossroads with our body sometimes even too, where we know we need to persevere and, and almost to that. We know our body will struggle and, and may even hurt and ache, but that our body can meet that challenge. And, and I think that's, that's what I was hearing in that too, because in most things, I think I gave the example, go for a walk down the street. Like we're not going to want to do that. You know, our body is, you know, our knee doesn't feel comfortable. We're like, I'm going back home. But when we're doing something that really brings us kind of close to nature and, and close to those awakening or enlightening experiences, our body is able to, to continue on, even with that discomfort, even with that pain. And that's what that sounds like that was for this person. Uh, and it sounds like as, as you were experiencing, it sounds like there was something, something more to it. It sounds like it, it was a shared experience as well. Everybody felt there was more to this than just this this hike, this walk that you were on. Interesting, Alex, what you just mentioned. Uh, and just now it occurred to me that, you know, for me, honestly, I think, um, first of all, the love of nature is always uh, with me, but also just being with people, 
because that's the time that continuously you're with people that you talk to, you learn from, you experience together, you hear from each other. And I think um, as a people lover, I think that was my motivation, being with people, doing this journey together, you know, talking to get to know each other in a different setting, which is free from anything. And yeah, it almost sounds like there's like an increased authenticity to it too. Like you're a little realer, a little deeper, a little more open in that way because you're all in that together. Absolutely. And I honestly was just thinking after I came back that if I compare myself during the hike and during this trip to the time I am uh, here uh, in my profession, in my work, uh, with, with my, uh, you know, just normal life, the difference is that maybe not so much different, but it just, I was just freely talking, sharing, um, you know, laughing, enjoying, just be completely authentic, as you said. So there's no barrier to always feel like, you know, oh, I better say this or not say that. Although I'm not that type of a person in general, but <laughs> it was just so much even different, you know. I think of that as these moments that we have sometimes in our life where we're really present, we're really engaged, we're really connected, not just with others, but with ourselves as well. And a lot of times what I find is when we go back into our everyday life, I always like to say life creeps back in. And then we're thinking about what we need to do, what we have to do, what we're supposed to do. But I think it could be so important to recognize those moments while they're happening. So that way we can kind of draw from them. That, that kind of same mindset, that same kind of energy, so that when we are living our everyday kind of mundane, maybe even boring life, we're not just feeling like we're on autopilot, that we're able to, even in the regularity of our life, we're still able to kind of to kind of take pause and say like, wait, what's what's going on right now? I know there's times even we do that on uh, on our show when we're talking, and there's times where we pause and like, oh, look, this is great. Like, three of us can come together and we can talk. And it's just like, we're, we're, we're not just thinking, okay, what do we got to talk about? All right. How much time is left? All right. Let's keep, you know, this interesting, you know, we're, we're not, we're not caught up in the process, but we're able to kind of pause and have that reflective experience and able to take it in and appreciate it and value in that way. And so I think that's what's so important about those experiences. And we can say, well, why have that if we just go back to life and then we're just kind of going through the day, well, we have that so we can carry that forward in some small way. It's interesting as we are talking, because I had jet lag these days when I came back and just now I am sort of uh, reviewing what we are talking about and I'm going back to um, the experience. One of the things I have to say, it's completely true about my experience that was I was 100% present at the moment. And I think this is the most important part of this journey, that you are fully present. I don't think I was thinking of anything except just the route, just the beauty of the you know, places we were going through, uh, the beauty of the nature, the person that you were talking to. Um, it was just 100% being present at the moment. And at least that was for me in that experience, I wasn't thinking of what I need to do, what is in my plate. And, um, you know, it was just completely free of time and um, responsibilities that maybe it's with you during the normal life. It was just a free person experiencing life. And, and I think as we are talking, all these feelings comes back to me, how was it? And I think, you know, when we talk about how people go through the challenges, maybe just being at the moment is the beauty of, of this, because you're so at the moment, you don't even think of the destination. When do you get there? Or, or does it matter even at that time in your mind? It's just a matter of, you know, now where you are and what you are experiencing. Daniel, your uh, take on these, these moments or these awakening and lightning experiences? Well, I'm wondering about when we embark on these experiences, we have some idea of what we're 
what we're heading into and that it's a big thing. And our motivations are often different. But my question is, what if we enter into this thing and it doesn't work? We don't complete. We don't finish. I watched a movie recently. It's a, a very good movie, a hard movie, but a very good movie called North Face, or in German, it was Nordfant. But it was about these German climbers in the early uh, part of the Nazi era where they were climbing the uh, North Face of the Eiger which I think is down either in the Alps, maybe Austrian Alps. And it's the story of their climb and the problems that they went through and they didn't, they weren't able to complete it. So I was thinking as we were talking about it and Saidei, you were saying, you know, that's the thing that you keep in your mind or you don't, you don't even think about the end. You were more in the moment there. But I think if people embark on a journey and they don't make it, then they do remember the end and not in a good way. And my question isn't, I'm not trying to bring everybody down here, Alex. So it's just, what, what do we do with that? How do we handle that? Because I think when we get it, we achieve it. It's something really nice. Oh when we don't get it, then what do we do with it? And I think you can go a couple ways on that. Wow, I think it's terrible. I have watched some of the movies, like people who went to Everest and how many of them couldn't make it on the way they passed. And then the story of the five people at the end left and just a few could save their lives. And then when they came back, what they went through, I think it's horrible, but you probably pick the uh, the challenge that you can see yourself in being able to do it. Like, for example, I um, first searched the route before I um, attended the group and signed up for it. And then I made sure that it's something I can do. That was a good question, Dan. I think you sort of know your capabilities and you go by you know, how far you can push yourself. You know, I've never done this much hike in nine days, uh, just um, consecutively day after day. But then I figured, you know, if we rest uh, after each night and if we are with the group and we have some companionship and partnership in this and then check the route and it wasn't anything, too bad to complete, then I thought I can do it. But I definitely, I've never even wanted to go to Everest. I never wanted to do something that is most difficult. I don't want to die. I don't want to go through <laughs> <my> challenge. <laughs> so to your question, probably people see themselves to be able to go through those challenges and they pick that. I think another take on this too is that, uh, and again, I'm not trying to say this in a rosy or cheery way, but I mean, I think it also depends on how you define success. If you even attempt at something, sometimes that can be a success. And again, it's tough because you can say, oh yeah, I didn't you know, reach the point that I originally planned off, uh, planned to meet. But sometimes we end up learning and growing so much from the adversity and the challenges. And we can look at that as how it even humbled us sometimes. Uh, I share sometimes with people the uh, experience I had too, and it's a little different than what we're talking about. Uh, it's related to sports and competition, uh, but it actually taught me so much. And it wasn't a time that I won. It was a time that I didn't lose. And what I mean by that is I was when I was a teenager, I was on a, a swim team and each uh, swim meet I ever swam in, I lost. I lost every single race, but the, the, in the championships that we swam in, I got second to last place. And in that, it felt like a huge success for me. And so it's one of those things where if you just look at it and be like, you failed every single time, it's like, yeah, I did. I lost every single time. But you know what? At the end, fortunately, I think, and I say fortunately, because I could have lost. And you know what? That may have taught me even something still. I lost every single time, but I didn't quit. 
I kept trying. I kept persevering. I learned something about myself. So is it a success in the way of, yeah, I went from last place to first place in the championship? No, no, that, that wasn't that movie. That wasn't that Disney movie where the kid comes all the way from last place and wins. No, it was second to last. And that was you know more than enough for me in that way. Not because I'm resigned to failure or losing. No, like I pushed myself to the point where even to get to that, I learned, I grew, I, 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 I gained in some way. And I wonder too, in, the, in that movie you were watching, Daniel, did those people just see it as utter failure? Did they just say, yep, look, we failed. It was horrible. Nothing gained, everything lost. They all died. Oh, <laughs> well, we can't ask them. <laughs> and, and it was very, uh, it was a gruesome, hard, that was tough. That's why Jan said. I retract everything I just said right now. (laughs) Jan said, I will never see that again. I don't ever want to see that. And if I bring it up to other people, she says, oh, no, don't watch it. That's no good. Mm. Um, Alex, your story is inspirational. That is a great, great story. Definitely. I really like that. That is very cool. I should clarify, did not die. Unlike your movie you watched, yeah, I did not die at the end. Yeah. (laughs) It is truly inspiring. And thank you for sharing because for our listeners, it's important to know that not every single time you have to win, win. Even if you move up a little, that's a winning, you know? And this is important how you really see success. Sometimes moving up a little, it's a great success. You don't have to really all the way get to the point to feel like you're a winner. Even moving from you know that to where you become, it was just amazing that you and, and I and I've yeah. yeah, and I've had those other experiences too, uh, in regards to sports where I had to quit. Um, uh, at one point I was on a softball team. I kept getting injuries. Uh, the last game was the championship game. And because I had so many injuries that season, I, I couldn't play in, in the championship game. I had to, had to decline playing and it was disappointing and it was upsetting, uh, to have to say, I can't see this thing through. I can't be with my team in that way. Um, but you know, I, when I played the games that I wasn't hurt in, I enjoyed it and I had fun. So, you know, in that way we can say it was, it was a loss, you know, it was, uh, it wasn't a success, but it wasn't just, you know, that. And, and I think, you know, to your point, Daniel, in the example you gave big things, as far as climbing this mountain, that's probably going to kill you. Uh, yeah, I would encourage people stay away from things that are probably going to kill you. And as a general rule, uh, maybe keep it to things like hiking, uh, even these long hikes that Side A mentioned. It sounds like there were staff and people there to help you if you, you had some troubles. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, swimming, softball, those are a little safer. Daniel, don't encourage our listeners to hike mountains, please. <laughs> Play pool instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, uh, now I know we are getting to the second break, but before we break, I just wanted to say, It's like, for example, what Dan shared last week with us um, on Radio Bomb, um, one of our uh, shows, the uh, duo that you made, Dan, I mean, that could have been another challenge for someone, because even when you made that huge dough uh, for the pastry that you showed us with the picture, I mean, that amazes me. To this day, I go back to that picture and I feel like if, you know, someone is so perseverance to make that happen, you have to do it several times to be able to even not break it, not make whole and get it to the end. I mean, on a six feet table, to me, that's as huge as going to that uh, 145 miles. Seriously. So, I mean, we compare things in, in different ways, but to me, it's, it's a big thing to be able to make that happen also. So we want to go to break and come back to continue our conversation. کاری 
Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alexandradi, we continue our conversation regarding why people do things that are very challenging in life and what draws them into those challenges and doing what seems to be somewhat difficult. So uh, with what you guys were saying about, you know, the, uh, I mean, especially inspirational talk that Alex had the perseverance and doing things over and over to be able to overcome. Uh, I think all it takes is wanting to do something, how much desire you have to get to that point. If you don't have that much desire, you probably give up. But something in you must really want to get to that point. And I don't know if that is something that we can talk about because, for example, for people who go through difficult um, educational field, uh, they start, they go through challenges, but somehow something drives them to finish the finish line and get their degree and be successful. And one of the example is getting the PhD. And that's why not many people get to that point. Um, you know, maybe for some people it's not as difficult, but most people talk about their challenges on the way and getting to the finish line, it's not easy. And that's why many people don't go for it. And they um, really consider many other options. They think of monetary issue. They think of the time they have to put in. Um, they think of so many other issues, but there's some people, they go wholeheartedly for it and they do their best in getting to the uh, end of the, uh, you know, desire points that they have in mind. So maybe we can talk more about that as well. Dan, we didn't hear about you a lot today. What would you like to hear about me today? <laughs> Can we ask questions? Have you had life that you... It's cake. Just cake for Daniel. Okay. It's dough. It's a solid dough. Well, no, I think that pastries are, are a really good example of that. One is that uh, strudel dough. The other is the puff pastry I think I talked about, which is kind of similar in concept to that. It's it's. I like the... I in terms of the baking things i like to find things that there's a skill like a, a physical or mechanical skill that you have to learn how to do it in order to create the dough that those things i think are very cool 
not and their skill in any of the baking or cooking things, but I just like the bread and the pastry thing for that. The achievement things, we're talking about achievement. I think the my going to uh, Russia, going to Moscow that summer during graduate school was definitely that. That was way, way, way off the chart in terms of what do people people do? I mean, nobody where I grew up, nobody around there did anything like that. That was way out. And nobody in my graduate school program did it, was way out there. Getting a PhD, I think, like you said, is way out there. Those are all pretty, pretty big things. I think the need to achieve, and different people have different levels of that need to achieve, but that need to achieve provides us with something. Your Side day for you, your need to achieve, I think, shows up also in your need for affiliation, what it's called need for affiliation, because you and you said it very well, you said, you know what, being there with a group, that was motivation. And that was really good. And as you were talking, I just thought, wow, that's so different than for me, it wouldn't have been to be with the group, I think the, the group that would have ranked down second or third in terms of that. The need to achieve that would probably be highest for me. And then hopefully I would would be with people or would avoid, would be with good people and would avoid being with not such good people. And uh, the way you talk, I don't think that even entered into your mind. You're just like, you like being with, you enjoy that. You derive energy from that, which is very cool. Uh, meeting different people, even if they're difficult, the challenge in working with people uh, and, and talking to them, getting to know them. And obviously there's some difficult people along the way. There's some easygoing people and there, there's some challenges, you know, but even that seems like a lot of learning involved. You know, how do you give in? How do you work with someone who is not that easy? You know what I mean? It's like, as you said, for me, Getting to know people and involving with people is, is really, really important. But not to say that achieving the goal of reaching what we were planned to also was important. I didn't want, for example, at the middle of the road, something happens and I don't get to the finish line, obviously. So that was also important. But to begin with, it was like, Oh, it's going to be fun. We're going to be together. We're going to, you know, enjoy talking along the way, enjoy, you know, getting to know each other, but also achieving that goal was important, but it was just like combination at the same time, maybe. What if you would not have been able to finish that walk, let's say, do you have a sense of how you would have felt about the whole thing? Like this way you got both, you finished the walk and you connected with lots of cool people and had fun doing it. What do you think would have been different had you, if you would have had to stop out for whatever reason? Good, good question, Daniel. Yeah, good, good question. question. Daniel with the Daniel Rockers questions. <laughs> okay, so I started this journey thinking, okay, there is a chance that something comes up. And okay. I had this mindset that I have to be ready for it and don't get disappointed. So I kept telling myself that, okay, if something comes up, and I can't finish, first of all, I knew there's a way to meet the people along the way every day, going by bus, going by uh, other tours to get to the next place. So there was possibility of doing this finish line um, other ways. So at least I knew I can get to the finish line maybe by bus and meet people along the way, every stop that they have, I can stay with them. So I had this mindset that this is possible, but tell me how I felt definitely a little disappointed because I definitely wanted to be the one to be able to finish um, this on my foot, on my feet, not by boss. So I'm sure there would have been some disappointment but not too bad because I was, I was getting ready for that. In my mind, I kept telling myself, if something comes up, you know, be ready for it. So yeah, good question though. I think uh, to add to this too, Daniel, I think we should all reflect on this as far as what would it be like for us if we were 
inside a shoes going on such a, a, a track. So I, I want to pose that question to you and I'll answer it myself, but yeah. How do you think you would feel in that situation, Daniel? Um, I did kind of begin that reference by saying it would, the affiliation part wouldn't be the top one for me, the achievement. I, but that doesn't mean <laughs> I should say though, but that doesn't mean that we would, you know, feel as we think we would, if we weren't able to finish still. Yeah. Very true. And so it's just, these are speculation questions. I think I'd be okay with it because I think I'm, I think I've worked a lot with, for my own self in terms of this achievement goals and things like that. And I work for inside myself a lot with goals and there's a lot of, I have a lot of goals. What I say to people is I have a lot of goals and some of them I actually reach. And I'm, it's kind of like what you said with the swimming, it's paying, paying attention to, all right, I got a little further. I got a little further. And I, if you think about it really in the end, there is never, I, you never really reached that ultimate thing, you know, in golf, you never really reach the perfect score. A par is not the perfect score. Once you reach par, then, okay, well, let me see if I can shoot around this under par. And once you shoot one, on, you know, under par by one, can I get two? Or it's, there's just- A hole in one each, uh, each time, right? That's exactly. never the goal. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So there's always whatever goal we have, there can be another goal. Be like, This is kind of where we enter into competition, whether it's with ourselves or with other people. Yeah. Uh, along those lines. Yeah. That's, I, I do struggle with that, with that competition with myself. I see this a lot when I play pool, I'll play a, a good night and win most of the games, but whoever I'm playing with, uh, you know, if it's playing with a friend of mine, my mind just replays those shots I should have made, or I feel like I should have made. And so I could say I played all right tonight, but still the fact that I didn't you know, compete against myself and, and win with myself in the way is frustrating and upsetting in the way. So I could see like with side A going on that hike, if I weren't able to complete it, I'd be able to acknowledge how far I came and what I did do, but it would bother me. It would bother me. And I may not openly say that to everybody, but I would share with you guys probably. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that I wasn't able to see it all the way through. I think I would be disappointed too. I don't mean that everything would be so smooth. I think I would be disappointed. I don't think I would be zeroed out. Well, it was sure. such a victory when, um, you know, we reached that uh, end point. Um, you know what I mean? It was just such a good feeling. I have to see our pictures. And I look at myself that how happy I am that I made it without any big issues, you know, obviously there's tiredness, you know, so um, that was the easiest part of it, you know, which was expected, but definitely it was such a happy feeling that I made it, you know, and I think I look at the faces of all these 19 people, how much they're just happy, they're laughing, uh, they're, they're just showing in their body how um, success is you know, important to them and how happy they are. And I think it's true, even um, with the disappointment, even I, I feel like if I hadn't been able to make it, the question for me was, would I um, do it again to make it to the end? You know what I mean? That was a question that mm. if I wanted to do it again to make it to the finish line, I don't know. You know, because sometimes you just say, well, if I didn't do it this time, I don't want to go through this whole thing and not to make it again. But that's a question I have of myself. If I hadn't make it, would I have made another trip to do again? I think along those lines, I think nature is one of those things that could really humble you sometimes too. It's like you're you're trying to overcome it or, or you know, push up against it sometimes. And yeah, it, it really puts you in a place where it's like, wait, no, we, there are things greater than us that it's not about overcoming as much as it is pursuing and attempting and, and trying even sometimes. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. We got to the end of our program. I want to thank my colleagues, Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alexandra for another show. 
and we will come back and do the next show for tomorrow. Have a wonderful Saturday or have a wonderful day. <laughs> Yeah.